You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood, who is in Kent. Hi, Joe, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, Zoe, how are you? Oh, I'm really well, thank you. Really excited that today we're joined by the lovely Caroline Kant, who's going to be talking to us about systems and software and how she streamlined things in her practice. Caroline runs uh, CC Virtual Bookkeeping and she's in near Reading, aren't you, Caroline? How are you doing? I am, yes. I'm really well, thank you. And um, thank you for having me on and for everybody's support as well before before we came on. Everyone in the group is so nice. Oh, were they Aww. having a little like, supportive chat? Yeah, they were like, oh, we're really looking forward to it. No pressure. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so cute. Well, there's no pressure at all. I think, you know, from we, we've known you for a long time. You've been running, you've been working with our community for about 18 months or so. And we've learned just from the conversations with you and getting to know you and the way that you like things to be done. One of the things you're really passionate about is making sure that systems are as standard as they possibly can be. I know that it's not, it can't always be absolutely perfect all the time, but you're really into software and making sure that the systems work well. And I think there's a lot we can learn from you in terms of how Mm -hmm. you do this, how you convince your clients to do it and how you choose the software that you're working with. Do you want to start, Caroline, by just telling us a little bit about your bookkeeping practice and what you do and the kind of clients that you work with? Yeah, so um, I have been running now since 2019. Um, I think I joined you guys, um, is it early 2020? Yeah, I think yeah, our first launch, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, when I started, I, I didn't really have any intentions of taking it any further than the one client that I had in the village. Um, but it it has grown and it's grown slowly, but I I am like quite comfortable. Um, and I have a mix of, I'd say I mostly work with limited companies, um, which are all on zero. And um, I have a couple of sole traders, which I use in free agent, um, but they do their own bookkeeping. And I literally just come in and check in with them every now and then, make sure they're happy and, and they can, ask me any questions if they if they get stuck um but I would say they're mostly gosh they're a really mixed bag actually I try and attract creatives but I seem to get whoever just comes my way <laughs> and yeah you know if we get along we get along um so I think that's quite normal I think that's that's the way isn't it like if you you go out there and we talk about niching a lot and how that helps you with various parts of your business marketing being one of those things but also just because you're speaking to that particular audience it doesn't rule everyone out I think people are really terrified of the idea of niching but actually what you're proving is that you still get other clients who come along and find out about what you do and they still resonate with what you're putting out there yeah yeah definitely tell me about the zero part of it so everyone's using zero apart from the smaller clients who use free agent is that a choice that you make do you only take on clients who are using that particular accounting software yeah and um if i if i come across a client that is using something else and they still want to work with me then i don't say right that's it you have to use zero but you know i i just make it clear that that's that's the software that i'm most comfortable with that's the software that i know the most about so if they want, you know, the best uh, service, then 
um, it's it's better for both of us if we if we move over to zero. Do you ever have anyone resisting? Not not megaly, no. Um, recently, um, they said, "Oh, you know, can we only work with you if we switch to zero?" And I was like, it, and it's one of those moments where you think, "Oh, I really want to work with this client. Do I give in? Do I say no? It's okay." But I stuck to my guns. And I was like, "No, it is zero, I'm afraid." And they still they still came on board. So I think that's really important to be true to yourself because as soon as you start like um you know letting the little things change that's when they become a big thing and that's when the overwhelm comes in so that i i mean i've learned that just through the few months that i've been been going brilliant well how about other software then so there'll be other tools that you're using in your business do you how do you have well, how do you choose the software that you're using? In other, I guess if you've got this niche, you've probably got people using similar or have similar business models and um, using similar business and um, similar software. Do you specifically go out and select the software they're going to be working with? Um, sometimes if they need help streamlining, I do. Um, because, well, I suppose because I've sort of researched quite a lot of software myself, um, I have a rough idea of what I think works best, um, but that, you know, that might not necessarily work best for them. But in terms of, I should probably say as well, all, all my clients are using HubDoc. I don't use Dext or Autoentry. Mm -hmm. um, I have done. I just, um, uh, I, I do, Autoentry, I didn't find very easy to use. Um and Dext just found it really expensive. And of course, if you're using Xero, you get HubDoc free. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying HubDoc doesn't have its issues because it definitely does. Um, so it really depends on how how much of that you can take. The, you know, it does slow down at times and it's not always that intuitive. It does require a little bit more human intervention, but I think that's quite a good thing. I think it's really important as well that you've been through this journey where you've like researched it and you've tried it to see whether different things are going to work for your client and whether um, they're the right route for your practice. And then you've decided, well, actually, HubDoc is what's working the best for me and what we need at the moment. And that's something I can then replicate across clients. And and you've made that decision. Um how what happens if you have a client and you decide hey i'm going to try out this new software do you ever try it out on someone or do you use it in your own practice first what how receptive are they to the idea of trying something new um i mean most most of the the things i suggest i have used before so um i haven't had any guinea pig clients no not yet but that's not to say that i wouldn't i wouldn't give it a go um i mean I recently have helped a client move from um, a piece of software called Navision. I, I don't know if anyone's heard of that. I certainly haven't heard of it. It's quite old. Um, we've moved over to Zero, and we've got a square integration. It hasn't been straightforward at all, um, but it's, it has been um, really interesting and a huge learning curve to go through the process, what's working, what hasn't. Um, and I just, I love learning. I love learning. 
I love learning that sort of thing. Because um, it just gives you the confidence then to be able to move on to the next client and say, yes, I've used this. Um, it's good for this. It's not so good for this. Um, yeah. I'm saying I'm a lot, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Can I can I ask a question about how you use HubDoc in your practice? Because I'm I'm just intrigued. With so with regards to when I use Dext, we have like a client view, and I can see all the clients and um and who's uploaded documents. Can you do the same with HubDoc? Yes, you can. Yeah. So you have like the okay. main dashboard screen that um lists all your clients, and it will say a, a number of uh, invoices or receipts that need to be processed. Um, Thank you. I just, I just wondered if that was the case with HubDoc, if it was all uploaded and went and sat in zero files, and then you, I just wondered how you had that visibility as a practice owner a, a, across all of your clients. That's great. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't actually use zero files. Um, interesting that you mentioned that i i mean it's there but i don't i don't really use it um how do you fit in the time caroline one of the things i'm thinking about is if you're going out and trying the software how do you what makes you decide okay i need to go and have a look at something else and then i know this is a challenge for a lot of bookkeepers like fitting in the time to do the demos because every software provider will have a video you can watch they'll want you to spend time with their team do the onboarding do the training some of them have a certification when you're starting a bookkeeping practice that feels like a huge investment of time uh, particularly when you start getting clients and then you're like ah, oh, I don't I don't even know where to start with this so how have you found the time to fit it in and how how many bits of software will you be trying to work out um, at a time to work out what you're going to bring into the practice uh, that's a great question. I actually don't have the time right now, but <laughs> at the beginning I did. And um, you, I mean, I, I'm bad for falling down the rabbit hole of trying lots of different softwares at the same time. Um, but I've since learned that just focus on one, <laughs> focus on one, find out what's really good about it, what's not so good about it, decide if you want to use it and then move on to the next one. But yeah, probably evenings weekends mm. when I probably shouldn't be doing it <laughs> well and what can you do when you work for yourself like the it, it, business becomes your hobby right doesn't it like if you're an entrepreneur you're doing this because you, it's something you really enjoy and other people who don't run a business think you're mad because that's not how they would spend their time but if it's something you're interested in then what can you do? I've just seen a comment that's come in from Nicola Fallon who said, I spent so much time on the software training before I launched my practice. I don't think I could find the time now. And I know Nicola launched in August. And I think that's one of the benefits when you're right at the beginning of your journey. But you need to know. I certainly didn't know when I started my booking practice. I didn't know how many different options and opportunities there were. It's only when I came up against something that I realized I needed to research it more and perhaps it's being part of a community and then seeing other people using it around you where you can go, oh, well, I didn't know I could do that. Maybe I should go and find out about it. So that's really interesting. Um, why is it important to you to have standardized processes across your clients then, Caroline? Oh, because otherwise I get too overwhelmed. I, you know, I need to, I mean, some might say it's boring, you know, it's the same process for every client. It's not exactly the same. There are little quirks, but I think if you've got, everyone working in the same way then there's going to be less room for errors um less room for overwhelm which i'm like happens to me a lot <laughs> and it doesn't take much it only has to be like a client email me first thing in the morning 
and be like, oh, can you do this today? And I'll be like, <gasps> you know, I, I'm very time bound and I, I have everything set out in my diary when I'm going to do things. So I think maybe a lesson for me there is not to check my emails until I have the time to, you know, focus on it and process it and put time aside for it. <laughs> I think the overwhelm challenge is massive for everyone. I mean, there are a lot of people watching this live now. Let me know in the comments if you're finding the overwhelm struggle to be a big challenge at the moment. It's like, I know you're not on your own, Caroline. Um, Nicola's just said it as well. She said, processes are my life. <laughs> I need them in mine. And it's important, isn't it, to identify that actually, you know, what you just said about having a system where you know what you need to be doing on particular days and at particular times, because I know you're running your business around your children. And um, and then if something else comes up, it can really throw a spanner in the works and it's easy to feel like you're overwhelmed. So anything you can put in place that's then automated for you or where you know you have a specific system or a process that's always followed, that's going to help you to feel more in control of your practice. Yeah, and, Somebody... and I mean, and the key is as well that once you've got these processes in place, then you can very much easily outsource some of these processes. Or when you take on an apprentice, you can give them some of the processes to deal with. It's like, it is your tool to get out of your business one day and not have to do these over and over and over again. Because I think sometimes the thought of doing the same process for the next 25, 30, 40, however long you're gonna be in business for, would fill me with dread but I see them as my ticket out of my business and to one day actually owning a business rather than just working in a job for myself so um, I think do you, do you ever plan to grow and scale and use your processes to enable you to do that some days I'm like yeah some days I'm like no <laughs> I'm gonna be completely open and honest about that um, the responsibility of growing and like taking on staff absolutely terrifies me. Um, not, you know, not because I wouldn't trust the person. Um, it's more, it's more about me. Like I don't like people. I don't like letting people down. Um, and I, I like to think that I don't think I ever have. Um, but to bring on that bit more responsibility it might, you know, I might start dropping balls. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a scary one for me, but maybe one day. Well, that's and that's okay, isn't it? Like it's like actually for me at the moment, I'm happy with my business at the size that it is, and I don't need to bring the people in. I don't need pe to bring people into scale because I guess what you're trying to do is scale your business using the technology and automation. And have you found that doing that has given you extra time to bring more clients in? Yeah, I mean, when I when I look back at how I used to work without having, you know, all the different pieces of software in place, I, I would be spending half that time, you know, onboarding, writing up engagement letters, and that stuff is really, really time consuming. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it is like half half my time, which means I can give more time to the client work. Yeah. And I'm just seeing all the comments coming in about people who are feeling overwhelmed. And someone said, overwhelm is like a roller coaster. One day I'm in control and then boom. Um, 
Kate has said, yes, definitely feel the overwhelm. Guilty of taking on too many new software packages and training. Oh, yeah. Um, other people saying processes are the way, the only way to combat overwhelm. Just need to put them into place. That's a good point, actually. How have you, um, how have, do you, so you go, you go and bring a new piece of software into your business. Do you then take the time to write a process now? Or if it's just you in the business, are you, do you keep it in your head? How do you document this kind of stuff? I, yeah, I'm a bit naughty. I do keep most of it in my head. Um, but I do carve out time in my diary to, to concentrate on the systems and then another evening concentrating on the processes. So um, that would be another, you know, I'd have to carve out some more time to write those processes down if I was to bring on anyone else. Mm. Um, I suppose in my mind, I'm like, well, if I did bring on someone else, they would be mostly experienced in, well, in most of the software I use, um, hopefully. <laughs> um, Joe, how have you done that? When you've, when you've brought new software into the business and you've got someone in to use it, what do you do to get that process documented? Do you do it yourself or do you get your new member of staff to do it? Do you work together? Um, well, we've done, we, we do videos, we create videos, so I'd get... I think Jo's having some internet troubles because she's travelling at the moment. Um, I think what she's going to say is that she uses Loom. So if she's doing, if she's doing a new process with some, with something and that hasn't been documented before, she'll sit there on the screen. I think you probably know this from hearing from Jo before, but she'll like use Loom and record, record what's actually happening because then when you've been through it once, you haven't got to explain it again to somebody because you've you've done it. You've literally done it. The only time you add to it is when there's something extra or a new step or something slightly different. I, I think as well, um, it, I would use my account managers. I would say to them, right, I'm I'm bringing on a new member of staff. Do you, have you got like a a monthly academy webinar that you're running where they could jump on and or you know or or even have a one to one? Most of them. I mean, I, especially with Pixie, I found they really give you the time to um, get it up and running the way you want to and help you understand everything um, about it. So I would pr probably in the first instance with the major pieces of software, go to my account manager and just say, you know, could, could you talk through my new member of staff how to use this? Because I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually, because I think we forget that there's so much, so many educational resources available with software providers. Um, so you've mentioned a few. You've mentioned Pixie. You've mentioned HubDoc. Can you yeah. like? Can you just run me through what systems do you use in your practice, or what if a new client signed up with you? What would you expect them to be using, or where where does that fit into your practice? So I, um, so obviously I have my website through Wix and um so usually they book they book a call on there that is linked to my tidy cow which is very similar uh, similar to calendly um i found that on appsumo gosh don't go down the rabbit hole with appsumo it's dangerous um <laughs> they i mean they're, they're always releasing new new bits of software and tech like for really great prices i think i i got tidy cow for a a one-off lifetime price of 14 pounds or something um and i can have loads of calendars on there so i've got that um 
Then when I'm on a call, we go through a proposal on Go Proposal. Um, that's that sends the invoice. Well, once it's signed, if they sign, that sends the invoice into zero. Um, that also sends. Um, I got that. I've, I use Zapier. Zapier, Zapier. People call yeah. it things. Um, that sends a new client through to Pixie. Uh, that then sets off uh, an onboarding task um, and also I've got that connected to my AML which I use Zama. <laughs> yeah. so that does the AML checks um, and then the for like getting data from new clients I use Jotform again that's all connected uh, to Pixie um, and I have that within the task, it sends an automatic email. Can you fill out this new form for all, all the information that I need? Um, I think I think that's it pretty much for onboarding. And then um, we have an, a, like a follow-up call where we talk through Xero, we talk through HubDoc and how to use HubDoc, how to download the app on your phone, um, what I need from them, what, what, you know, what they can expect from me each month. Um, it varies a little bit depending on what uh, services they require, um, I think. Oh, and then I do use Asana still because Asana is my, it's my like little haven. So I keep everything on there. So I time block with Asana, uh, all my personal stuff on there. It literally controls my life. Just tell me, for anyone who doesn't know what Asana is, what's Asana? Caroline, it sounds like you have like a true love uh, for it. <laughs> I do, don't I? It's because it's so pretty as well. <laughs> the colours. It's a project management tool. So, um, and it's free, of course. I love free software. Um, yeah, I just, re I just really, I've, I've tried a few different ones. I've tried ClickUp. I've tried Monday. I've tried Trello. Um, but Asana is the one that's worked best for me. And this is not to manage your clients because your client works managed in Pixie. It's that's to manage right. the like work on your business and your personal like stuff that's happening on yeah. at yeah. home. I even have the housework in there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I know, I know. I need to outsource that at some point. <laughs> what about stuff like social media, Caroline? Do you use apps and tools for that as well? Um, I when I was. I actually outsource my social media now, but when I was doing it myself, I was using a platform called Poogla. Um, and that's, again, that's free. What, um, how do you spell that? P-U-B-L-E-R. Okay. Everyone that's in the chat, fun. everyone who's listening to this live is going, do you do this? Do you do this? <laughs> I'm going to ask you loads of questions in a minute, but I'm just, I'm, I haven't heard of that one, Poogla. It always yeah. goes a bit like that, doesn't it? When you start mentioning different pieces of software that people haven't heard about, they're like, oh, oh, that's what I mean. It's a rabbit hole. It's a big rabbit hole. <laughs> and then when clients are working with you, you've generally got them using free agent if they're a sole trader or zero if they're a larger company. And then they're using HubDoc and you're connecting up whatever they're using for their payment terminal. Um, do you, I mean, do you define for them? Do you say, hey, I'll only work with you. You really shouldn't use this. You should use this. This is the best way I like to work. Or do you, like, do you not go into that much detail? Um, it really depends on how the conversation goes in the first call. Like, you kind of get a feel for if people are very stuck in their ways. 
um, or if they're open to trying new things. So, yeah, I kind of judge it based based on that that first call. Um, and oh, and I use GoCardless, of course, to collect automated recurring payments. Of course. Okay. Right. Questions that have come up then, Caroline. <laughs> um, Christy's saying, how do you find the client app for HubDoc? Ah, uh, how like in terms of how it works? Or... Yeah, I think so. It's very basic. I'm not going to lie. It's very basic. But on, honestly, I only want my clients to do very basic stuff. Um, because if it's too complicated, they don't know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, it's literally just for snapping receipts, snap, snapping images of receipts um, and some invoices that come through the post. If, if you know, if they don't have the time to scan, scan it in through their computer. Um, is there a is there an email in option with that as well? Yep. So um, it has a forward in email address that you just forward on to the HubDoc email, and that that sends it into HubDoc as well. Yeah. So it's it's very very similar to uh, Dext and Auto Entry. Um, it all ha it also has Auto Fetch. So for some um, like for your phone bill or electricity, um, if they've got a, a connection, then you can just enter your uh, username and password and that automatically brings in your bills from there each month um so yes yeah, i like it <laughs> yeah it's good it's good you know what it's really good when someone's done all the research and they're like i've used that i've used that and this is this is why i've chosen this particular thing i think this is really useful for our community here um what about dubsado someone's asked whether you're using dubsado yeah, so Dubsado was another little love of mine. <laughs> um, before Go Proposal and before Pixie. So, because um, it's for the first three clients, you, you can have that free as well. And it's very similar. You, you can, it can take care of everything from onboarding. Um, it has a scheduler in there. Um, it can link to Xero and QuickBooks. It's got the proposals. It's got the automation. Um, it's it's even got a little client portal, which is really cute. Um, so it is. That's it's. I mean, it's not specifically for bookkeepers and accountants. It was. Um, it's more of a a creatives piece of software, I'd say. Um, and, and it's you know it's from America, so um, it's 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 used a lot in America, along with things like HoneyBook and but. Yeah, I do like it. It is good. It's very good. What did you do? Um, just thinking about the the overview of all the different systems that you've needed to bring in. So whether that's software or just a way that you do that in your business. When you started out, or as you've grown your business, I suppose, how have you gone through that decision-making process of where you need to bring something in? Like you've set up zaps that will take things from one piece of software to another. Did you actually map that out physically or did you identify that there was a gap and that you needed to bring some software in to speed something up or to make something. Yeah, I think it's it's just grown as my business has grown, really. Um, and I mean, that I suppose Zapier was sort of the last piece of software to come in. Um, but it's such a fab tool, the way that it connects all the other pieces together. Um, it's, it's quite exciting. Um, I know, I know Emma's, Emma Jones is quite a uh, bigger, I'm oh, sorry, Emma James. 
really terrible name. I'm sorry, Emma, please forgive me. Um, I know she's really hot on tech and Zapier, and I know she's she's going to be doing an office hour soon, isn't she? So I'm looking forward to that. Um, sorry, I've gone off gone off on a tangent again. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's like I say, it's just grown as I've grown, and just learning, just learning from everyone else, what everyone else is using, um, and I, 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 you know, I'm not a big fan of really hard work <laughs> so anything to make things easier or automated completely um is yeah it's good do you ever worry like do you ever start using a new piece of software and think this is totally out of my league i have no idea where i'm supposed to start because some sometimes i felt like that like i don't even know what i'm supposed to do right now where do i click what do i do how do you deal with that yeah so i found that with click up um ClickUp's project management tool um, that promises to be like this all-in-one, but I think you need to be on a different level tech-wise to get it and um, implement it in a way that's going to work for you. And it would be really, really, really time-consuming. Um, but I, for the one, yes. So sometimes I come across ones like that, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm just not even going to give this a time. It's a waste of my time. Um, but then there's others that I'm intrigued by, don't really get. So then I'll watch videos on or I'll ask for help. Um, Have you got um, your next piece of software in your in the firing line? What's your next... What's the next thing you want to implement or are you at the moment still like implementing the last one or do you feel like, oh, my app stack's full up, I'm fine? Um, or is there something that you're thinking about? That's a great question. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's working as it is. Um, the one that I'm focusing on, the, on at the moment is Pixie because um, that's, that's, that's the most recent one that I've brought on board um and there's a little there's a small group of us that use it and we we sort of have a, an accountability session on a friday um where we talk about the best way to use it um and the support from the team at pixie has been really great and again because i was a sole trader um and i paid for the year up front i got a 60 percent discount which is incredible so if anyone wants to try that, definitely go for it. Um, and, and come and join our little Pixie accountability session if you want to. <laughs> um, but have I got anything lined up? Oh, I, I'm trying to control myself, Joe. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, it is like a hobby. I, that's where I get excited. I like, I like trying new things out and seeing how I can bring it, bring it into the business or, um but no i'm gonna say I'm, I'm focusing on pixie at the moment trying to get that like clean but one thing i will say it's always a work in progress all, all of them yeah you never like something's going to change at some point and you're at or there'll be a new release or a new development some kind of upgrade and that you'll there'll just be something even better that you can do and you've always got to be on top of it i love it yeah yeah 
Cool. Well, what advice would you give to bookkeepers who are thinking, I really need to streamline? I know that this, you know, we were talking about overwhelm earlier. This is a big challenge. We're time poor. There's a lot going on. There's always something new. We've all got like new shiny object syndrome all the time. We're looking at and we're thinking, oh, no, they're using that and I should be using it. What would your advice be to a bookkeeper who is worrying about how on earth am I going to streamline this? I don't know where to start. I don't know what to try next. What, what could they do today? Yeah, so I I I get that we're we're time poor. Um, we probably don't have the cash to inject into all these different softwares either. So my advice would be map out your process, look at the ones that need the most attention, start small, and start with the most inexpensive. Oh, and a carve out time to do it don't fall down a rabbit hole <laughs> I don't know if we can guarantee that but <laughs> <laughs> it's paying in that time isn't it to work on the business like saying hey this is my day it's Friday Friday's my working on the business day I am going to spend some time right now and this is all I'm going to do my email my hour of office is on I'm focused on getting this process sorted and yeah. allowing yourself to do that and not feeling bad that you've made that decision yeah. amazing that's Caroline, what I do, actually, I do. I do it on a Friday, um, and I I close my email down so I don't I can't see what's coming in, um, and yeah, Fridays my like. I suppose working on the business is my hobby, but not this Friday because I'm going to see um, Back to the Future the musical, and I can't Ooh. wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Love um, it. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. And then everyone will be picking your brains when we do our accountability call next Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Caroline, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with you, with us and helping us. You know, there have been lots of questions. Lots of people have been here because they wanted to learn from you. And I know that you've got so much you can share about what you've learned as you've been growing your practice. And Caroline, how can people connect with you um, and find out more about what you do? Oh, gosh. Well, um, Instagram mainly at cc virtual bookkeeping and my website www.ccvirtualbookkeeping.com i'm on linkedin (laughs) Um, i think that's the main places i am on facebook a little bit but not not perfect brilliant Um, thank you so much and i love chatting to you guys and if anyone does have any questions they want to ask me i'm i'd be happy to help Oh, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Thanks, Caroline. For anyone who wants to know more about what we do, if you're not already in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, come over and join us. About 2,800 bookkeepers in that community now, all growing their practices together. Come and join us. It's free to get involved. Be part of our great community. Also, if you want to get alerts every time we go live, we do a podcast every week, but it's easy to forget this is happening. So what you can do is um, text 6FB to 66777 and you'll get alerts when we're about to go live. You see the terms on our website. Um, you'll get charged. It's in the UK only. You'll get charged a standard network rate message, and uh, then you'll get free messages every time we go live. Um, but apart from that, we will we'll wrap up here, and we will see you next week for another podcast. Thanks so much, Caroline. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club? Or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.